Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. As always, today is Saturday, the 19th of November, the last Saturday before Thanksgiving. Always a great week of sports during the week. We're going to be touching on the Bucks having a bye week this week to rest up, to come back against Cleveland. Next weekend, we're going to be talking some other NFL games, some trades that occurred this past week, and the Lightning with a good week. Number here, 877 87901 sports at power901.com is the email if you want to check in that way we'll be right back to kick off the show on power 90.1 Formaggio's Pizzeria your favorite neighborhood pizzeria serving up the best hand-tossed New York style pizza and absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at formaggio's.com or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744 that's 813 813- 689-1744 Formaggio's is family owned and operated located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carry out order check out the full menu at Formaggio's.com F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com Formaggio's Pizzeria it's what's cooking for dinner now, now back to the show back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1 welcome back sports fans talking about the Bucks no way they can lose this week we have a bye week after last week's historic game in Munich Germany where we beat the Seahawks 21 to 16 the boys have a week off and get ready to play Cleveland Sunday after Thanksgiving here Thanksgiving week lots of fun things happen during this week as far as sports there'll be games on Thursday obviously want to talk a little bit about the game over in Germany. I think it was a success all the way around, both for the Bucks as well as for the NFL. The fans really received both teams very well, Seahawks and us. Uh, Brady had a good game, going 22 for 29, 250 yards, two touchdowns. Rashad White probably made his debut here with the Bucks, 105 yards on 22 carries and Chris Godwin led the way from receiving with 71 yards, 8 receptions and a touchdown so through 10 games, we're 5 up, 5 down 7 games to go if you follow the NFL over the years, this is the time of year where you start seeing the good teams make their move, right around Thanksgiving is what I notice, and I think the Bucks maybe got a week or maybe 2 weeks head start on that with a nice victory against the Rams if you remember, 16-13 Two weeks ago, then against Seattle, 21-16. The thing that stands out to me with those two scores is that the Bucks' defense is really playing well. They've only given up last two weeks a total of 29 points. David, Levante David, um, had a good game. White had a great game. If you look at what the defense is doing right now... They're making you go out there and beat you in ways that we're taking away uh, a lot of the deep passes. We're giving up some uh, yardage short, but we're able to go out there and make some adjustments, which is something that we were unable to do in the first, um, you know, five or six games when we were starting to lose. But I think that if you look at what the Bucks are doing right now, they're going to be able 
They're still in first place, first of all. Five and five in that division. Atlanta's second and four and six. So with seven games left, we pretty much control our own destiny. Uh, I don't see any reason, like I've been saying, why we don't win this division. Luckily for us, it's a, it's a weak division this year, which gives us a chance to go out there and come back strong after the bye week and uh, take care of business against Cleveland. Then we have the Saints, I believe, after that. So we definitely have some games to make some inroads in the next couple weeks. But I think that if you look back at the last two games, we may have turned the corner in some ways. We probably played our best all-around game last week against Seattle. Julio Jones even caught a pass. and He got a touchdown pass from Brady in the second quarter there to make it uh, 7-0. That was the first score. And then, of course, Fournette had a nice run to make it 14 nothing. And Godwin came in the third quarter, actually the fourth quarter, uh, made it 21-3. to And then we gave up um, a, a nice touchdown catch by Lockett from Geno Smith to make it 21-9. to And then finally, uh, Geno Smith threw uh, a nice pass to Marquise Godwin. And um, it was 19-yard pass. And it made it 21-16, which was the final score. But what I take away from the game last week was the balance of offense as far as the passing and the running plays. Again, we only attempted 29 passes. If you take away the the one pass from Fournette to Brady, which I don't know who called that. I don't know how Brady did not audibleize and shoot that one down at the line of scrimmage. I hope that they took that play and, and pretty much burned it because I don't ever want to see Brady out there 45 years old trying to uh, out-jump a, a D-back and uh, toss up a Hail Mary that uh, Fournette throws to him. We're lucky that nothing bad happened on that play. The best thing that happened is Brady slipped and did not get hurt because, number one, he, he tries to catch that ball, he's going to probably get hit. Number two, if he does catch the ball, he's definitely going to get a, a shot from the D-back. It could have been a pick six. Nothing good could have come out of that play. I know when they did that a little bit earlier in the game, Brady was wide open there as well. He should be because he's not going to catch um, any passes. He wasn't catching passes when he was 25, yet alone now here at 45. So saying all that, uh, do I give him credit for trying something different? Yeah, but let's not uh, let's try something a little bit different than that play. Uh, Rashad White, talk about him for a second. He really had a great game. Like I said, he mentioned he rushed for 105 yards. He actually started the game, which was a surprise to me, in place of Fournette. I know Fournette had some issues with his passport, trying to get over there to Germany. Just got it a couple hours before the flight took off and whatnot. I guess... This is what we're going to be seeing the rest of the year. We're going to see a platoon there of White and Fournette. And to tell you the truth, I, I, White's going to be a great player. Uh, his time is definitely going to uh, arrive here shortly. But I think right now, Fournette is still the money back, in my opinion. And you really don't want to do anything to upset the ap apple cart when... You know, playoff time comes. Fournette's ability to catch the ball out of the backfield is something that Brady relies on quite often uh, throughout his career. 
And I think that Fournette offers a better opportunity for them to do that than White at this point. Now, is it is it good to see White come in for a couple plays and and maybe change up some of the things? He does have some explosive power. Maybe he's able to cut back a little bit better and and knock off a couple of good runs. But he doesn't have the power or the sustainability that Fournette has. A couple of times I've seen White out there after consecutive carries, putting his hand up, wanting to come out. Um, like I said, his time is definitely going to come. He's a quality back, and I'm happy that we have him. But I just don't want to see the Bucks. Um, you know, do anything to take away from Fournette. Fournette's the kind of back, in my opinion, that needs to go out there and get a number of carries, get a number of touches during the game. He seems to get stronger as the game goes on. How many times have you seen Fournette go out there and in the fourth quarter, he's playing better than he did in the first quarter. His stamina is always pretty good. Now, saying that, I know he has a banged up hip, which is uh, limiting him a little bit. So if that's the reason why White is in there saying more minutes, uh, then I'm all for that. And if you want to save Fournette a little bit, I know we do have seven games left plus the playoffs. So resting him as you can during a game is fine. But like I said, I, I really don't want to see White out there in place of Fournette. I, I want to see it as White spelling Fournette uh, once in a while during the game and um, we're going to need both of them come the playoffs. So we have to keep both of them um, injury-free and make sure that they're both able to contribute. I uh, would love to hear your thoughts on what you thought of the game. I thought that the defense went out there and, um, and really played well. I, I think that there was some talk during the week maybe with uh, uh, David and White and whatnot, but they really came together. They played well. The defense really didn't give up too many big plays. The catch that um, that Goodwin had there was really a nice catch, and you got to just give that to uh, you know, Seattle. They made a nice play on that, and the receiver made a nice catch. But other than that, uh, we came away out of that game. I'm sure it was a, um, a good ride home for Munich afterwards, being able to uh, celebrate the victory over there, as well as knowing that you have uh, the next week off. So I think that as you get ready and look at some film and uh, take the first 10 games of the season, no real bad injuries. It's good to see Julio Jones out there, maybe. Maybe we can get him to play a couple more games. It seems as though... Um, we're able to get a couple other people involved in the plays as well, which is what Brady is very good at. And of course, you have talk of, is Gronkowski going to come back? And all people keep on saying that. Really, Otten is doing a great job for us. I want to see him get more involved. Cameron Brait now is back off of the uh, concussion protocol list. He seems to be uh, looked okay out there the past game. So I think overall, we're in a place where we would like to have a couple more wins under our belt instead of being 5-5. Five and five. However, if that's the worst thing that happened to this team all year, then I think it's going to be all right. I think Brady is maybe um, putting some of the uh, issues behind him or at least starting to understand the issues and accepting them for what they are. And the confidence, like I said, it's contagious. And it starts with the it starts from the top. It starts with the the, the coaching staff, what they do for a game plan. 
First of all, whatever they come up with a game plan, Brady has to buy into it. If he does, then the rest of the team will. And it kind of permeates throughout both sides of the ball. When the offense is out there, you know, putting some points on the board, being able to sustain some drives, it takes the pressure off of the defense, gives them a chance to rest, and they can go out there and they can be more productive as well. So I think that now after 10 games, to have the luxury of being in first place for as um, poorly as we have played in several of those games, I think that um, we have something to definitely hang our hat on and continue to grow from. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, 877-448-7901. Let me know what you think the Bucks need to do with the last seven games of the season, what do you want to see them do more of? Were you happy with the play calling as far as the um, number of passes versus the number of rushing plays? Would you like to see Brady throw the ball more? Would you like to see the team put up more points? I'd like to see when they go to the no huddle offense, the hurry up offense or the two minute offense, whatever you want to call it, they seem to operate very well in that scenario. And it gives the offense a little bit of a advantage, I think. It, you know, the defense can set up and we can rotate the players, bring in Scotty Miller and you now let him stretch the defense a little bit. The one thing that I do want to see the second half, if you will, of the last seven games of this regular season, we need to take shots downfield. Brady needs to stretch the defense, go over top, even if it's not completed. Let Julio Jones you know, get loose on the sideline or let Scotty Miller run a post pattern and stretch that defense so that they're unable to cheat and bunch everything up um, at the line of scrimmage and, and take away those plays. If we can do that, I think that by the end of the season, uh, we'll be able to win that division, like we said, and don't forget, you win that division, you have a home game. Doesn't matter if your record is, you know, 17 and all or 8 and 9. You win that division, you get a home game. That's what we're shooting for. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. How about the Buffalo game being moved uh, from Buffalo to Detroit against the Browns because of the snowstorm? I guess Buffalo is getting hammered with anywhere from three to six feet of snow. I saw some pictures of the stadium today. It's crazy what's going on out there. So um, in advance, they moved the game out there to Detroit, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure that uh, Buffalo is playing Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. So they might as well just stay out there, I guess. But after Buffalo uh, just got beat, the, the way you beat Buffalo is to just run on them. 
And if they were playing you know, back there in Buffalo, then Cleveland may have been able to run the ball. They have some decent running backs, but um, since the game is moved inside, I think it actually is a detriment to Buffalo in this game because the Bills' uh, defensive line could be neutralized. I think that uh, it's going to help the Bills go out there and win the game by being able to just... Uh, run up the score. I think that Cleveland's defense is pretty poor in any type of situation, whether it's indoors, outdoors, wherever it might be. But um, I do think that the weather may have slowed down the Bills offense in a way that the, the Cleveland Browns just aren't able to. So I do look for um, the Buffalo to get things right and win this game. Another game at one o'clock tomorrow is Chicago and the Falcons. The Falcons are four and six. The Bears are three and seven. These two teams, they're they're pretty much uh, mirror images of each other. They they try to um, work on a running game to cover up their overmatched defenses. When it comes down to it, I guess you have Justin Fields for Chicago and Marcus Mariota for Atlanta. You want to trust one of those two guys to make some plays in the passing game. But, um, you know, I don't know. I didn't think I'll take Fields in this one. I look for him to have a pretty big game against Mariota's um and the offense there. But I think like most Falcons games and Bears games, this one will come down to the end and it'll probably be some type of crazy play that allows um, the Bears to win this one. I think that they're going to win by a field goal. You also have the Baltimore Ravens playing the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are three and seven. Baltimore is six and three. I'm hearing that... um, Lamar Jackson's a little bit under the weather. We'll have to wait and see what happens. The Panthers are now two and three since uh, the new coach Steve Wilkes took over. And, um, you know, those games were all competitive against uh, division opponents. So uh, I think that you're going to see Baker Mayfield start this weekend. And I don't know, I, I, the, the defense is going to probably knock down some of his passes. They've got a huge front front line, Baltimore, I'm talking about. So um, I look for them to be able to um, go out there and, and pretty much beat up on Carolina in this one. Uh, I do think that it's going to be a game where uh, they're just going to be outmatched and not be able to compete with, with Baltimore in this one. Washington and Houston. You have Washington coming off a nice victory against Philly. On um, Monday night, it would be just like them to go out there and lose to the Texans uh, six days later. So see what happens. I think it's going to be a uh, classic situation of maybe a, a, a letdown game. I think that Texans probably uh, hosting this game are going to probably come out with a victory. Um Tough to, tough to win two games in the same week in the NFL, and it just seems like something that would happen for the, the commanders to go out there and lose that one. So my pick will be Houston coming in 1-7-1 against the 5-5 five and five Washington team. 
Uh, Philly that we talked about losing this past week. Uh, they, got, they have a get right game against Indy. However, you know, you have Jeff Saturday there and all the hoopla this week, this past week about, you know, other coaches getting passed over that may have had more experience. And, you know, he's now the, the, the head coach of Indy. Don't forget, um, if you own a team, you pretty much have the right to hire whomever it is that you want to run your team. And while I'm all for equal opportunity for every coach in the league to be able to get a shot at, at, at uh, coaching, it is up to the owners to pick and, and pay whomever they want to, in my opinion. So Jeff Saturday, it's tough to find someone that's going to say something bad about him. He's in their ring of honor. He was a great offensive lineman. So the team, it's about it's about leadership. So many of these games, so many of these teams, you look at their coach, they take on the personality, the persona sometimes of the guy that's leading the, the, the group onto the field. And like I said, Jeff Saturday has the respect of the players. He's been there. He played. And, um, you know, going against the Eagles this week, the Eagles had some struggles with run defense, as you saw against Washington. However, they did go out there, picked up Dominic Sue. That's going to help them uh, stop some of those those run problems, I think. And you now Jonathan Taylor, he's he's always hurt, it seems, for Indy. So he'll go out there and, and, and see what see what he's able to do this week. You can say that the the Phillies' run defense was exposed, like we talked about against Washington earlier this week. That was just one game. They're still well, eight and one, I guess. Uh, I think that when you go out there and look at everything, I look for. Jalen Hurts and Philly to get things right and win this game. The next one, the Jets and the Patriots. The Patriots are five and four. The Jets are six and three. Um, you know, Patriots could actually sweep the Jets with a victory. I think that it's at Foxborough, so you never know what happens up there. It's always a tough place to play for any team coming in there. You have Matt Jones behind center for the Patriots and Zach Wilson for the Jets. The Jets are playing well, and you know what? The Jets really um, have a very good defense, and I think that it's a, a defense that might give the Patriots some problems up there. I know they're the underdog, and... Uh, it's just hard to trust this Patriots team, even in a matchup that you know Belichick has won so many times in the past. This is a new time, and I think that the Jets are going to actually win this game up there in Foxborough. Another game, uh, it's a one o'clock game. The Saints, three and seven so far on the year, going against the Rams. The Rams are three and six. Cooper Cup hitting the uh, injured reserve. Uh, they have some issues. The Rams aren't scoring points right now, uh, and I think that it's only going to get worse for them. Matthew Stafford, he missed last week's game while in concussion protocol. I think he's going to be able to return and play this week. The Saints, Winston, still not going to play. Uh, so I, I think that this is going to be a toss-up game, and I'll take the Rams. I'll take the Rams in this game against a um, a Saints defense that doesn't look as good as they have in the past. 
We talked about Detroit. They're not playing at home, obviously, but Detroit's going to be at the Giants. The Giants are seven and two. Is there a more surprising team in the NFL this year than the New York Football Giants? I don't know if there is. Let me know who it is because you look at this team: seven wins, two losses. They seem to be able to do what they need to do at the right times. Now. Detroit can run and they can pass. The Giants really can only run when you have Barkley out there. And I think that um, the Lions' defense has come to play a little bit better in the last several weeks. I just don't know if Campbell's team can can stop Barkley. I'm going to have to say that I'm going to go with the uh, Giants in this one to get to 8-2 and two and only be one game behind uh, Philly in that NFC East division there. So that should be an exciting game. You have um, Denver hosting the Raiders. The Raiders are two and seven. Broncos are are three and six. So um, I don't know. I, I think the Raiders' defense is probably as bad as it gets. Um, and you do have Matt Ryan coming to play. I, I think Las Vegas gave up twenty three points to Denver last time around. And I just don't think that the um, Denver, with their crumbling offensive line, is going to be able to go out there and, and, and play as well as they need to. So I feel that both these teams um, are pretty much on the same page right now, and it should be a game that comes down to possibly a field goal. I'll go with the Raiders you know, getting the three points in this game. One of the games that is probably the most exciting to watch this week is going to be Minnesota at 8-1 and one, hosting Dallas at 6-3. and three. Saw Dallas lose to Green Bay last week. I think that Minnesota, um, are, are they as good as their record indicates? Are they an 8-1 and one team right now? Uh, have the Cowboys taken a step back on defense since uh, Dak Prescott returned from his injury? Or are they just facing better opponents? It's, it's, it's really tough to say. They're susceptible against the run, and I think that's pretty bad news when you're facing a guy with the talent that Dalvin Cook has. So the Vikings can run the ball. They can pass the ball as well when you have Jefferson and Thielen out there. And I think that, again, Minnesota, when it comes right down to it at the end, I think they have more juice than Dallas does, and I look for them to win this game. You also have a 4 o'clock game where you have Cincinnati at 5-4 and four playing on the road at Pittsburgh, which is 3-6. and six. Always tough to play up there in Pittsburgh. Not sure what the weather is going to be, if it's any indication up there in the Northeast with, with Buffalo. It, it could be tough sledding for them. So Burrow's been having some turnovers with Cincinnati there. And I think that uh, Pittsburgh's new quarterback there, Kenny Pickett, I'm not quite sold on him yet. I don't think the Steelers are as well. I think, um, I don't know, I would have to go in this game with the, um, the Bengals by a touchdown over Pittsburgh up there. Unless, of course, the weather is bad and then all bets are off the table and it's going to be a running game and it's going to decide it by... Uh, who has a better run that game. But I think I, I would definitely go with Cincy in this one. Kansas City and Los Angeles, the Chiefs are 7-2. and two. They look like they're the best team in the AFC. Some people may say Buffalo is, but I think at this point uh, you have to go with Mahomes and Kelsey and the gang out there and, and what they're doing. They're favored in this one. And I think that, um, you know, you have Justin Herbert there. Uh 
can he go, can he get head to head in a shootout with Mahomes? I don't know. They got Mike Williams coming back, Keenan Allen. Um, both those guys are going to help, but basically they don't play defense. The Chargers don't play defense, and Mahomes is going to go out there and have a field day, I'm afraid. So um, I, would, I would say that um, Sunday night they're going to be able to go out there and the Chiefs win that one. And then on Monday night you have the 49ers at Arizona. Arizona's four and six, San Fran five and four. San Fran might be the best five and four team out there. You know, you have Garoppolo who um, does have a full complement of weapons at this point, and he's pretty good at finding some mismatches. He's not going to do anything to uh, lose any games for you. Then again, he may not do anything to win a close game either. So I will say that San Francisco wins this one by a touchdown. Would love to hear your thoughts on any of those games. 877-448-7901. Sports at power901.com is the email. You are in the gymnasium. We'll be right back to talk some more sports. Tired of trying to catch the big red bus? One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and T-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now. back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, college football fans. If you're interested in a SEC Big Ten football scenario, uh, this might be the year for you. This might be the college football playoff. Um you know, you have Oregon picking up its second loss of the season to Washington last weekend. So there's a 34% chance right now that the college football playoff is made up entirely of SEC and Big Ten teams, uh, according to a playoff predictor that I saw. And, you know, that's just about the same chance that uh, TCU has to earn a berth. Now, TCU, uh, they're playing at Baylor today. So we're going to see what happens in that game. But the two conferences, they're, um, you know, they pretty have, they have some heavyweights in both of those two conferences. Uh, you have a one-loss contender with Tennessee, and it's going to be Michigan or Ohio State, depending on what happens in that game next weekend. Um, so you look at those two conferences. Let's let's look at Tennessee for a second. They have a strong resume thanks to wins over, no, Alabama, this season it could be enough to put them in over a one-loss Clemson and or Michigan. Uh, there's also still an outside chance. Don't forget about LSU. If they win out, that opens the door for an LSU-Georgia combination. Uh, I don't think Alabama, they don't really have a path to the SEC championship game. Very slim chance, but I don't think that they're going to be able to get there. The Big Ten, they can put in 11-1 Michigan in the college football playoff, but it's uh, safest bet to putting two teams in the playoff would be for the Wolverines to beat Ohio State and go on to win the conference. That's because Ohio State would have a better chance as a one-loss non-champion due to its team quality in the uh, as far as the uh, 
uh, toughness of schedules and whatnot goes. So uh, we'll be talking more about that as we as we near the uh, playoff system. I think this coming weekend you got the games. Uh, USC's at UCLA, which is a good game out there in the Pac-12. Utah at Oregon. You have the good rivalry with Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Squaring up today, TCU at Baylor. And we have Ole Miss at Arkansas, which I think are uh, pretty much the games of the day. Want to touch a little bit quickly on the Lightning. Uh, Lightning had a great game against Calgary this week. They played, I believe it was Thursday night. It was a 4-1 four, four win. It was. It's good to see. You, they're seeing some different... Um, Different little changes with the Lightning. I, I think uh, you have the big, probably the biggest change that I saw was uh, Sergey Sergachev uh, out there um, leading the, the the point again on the power play instead of Hedman, who we're so used to seeing out there. Now I think Hedman he may have a, a slight slight wrist injury. You're not hearing about that too much, but nonetheless, they did, uh, Cooper made the change. He put Sergachev out there, and he had a great play. If you saw that game against Calgary, he actually had a, he knocked down the puck that he was able to get it over to Stamkos, who in turn, uh, across the ice to Kucherov who had the, the power play goal and uh, Stamkos had a little bit of a spell there for about like 8 to 10 games without a goal but he uh, he had two goals for us as well as Kucherov both those guys had the two goals and the 4 to 1 win um, and that and, you know that puts us you know say what you will 10 6 and 1 that only puts us, I believe, one point behind in the Atlantic division there. So we're right there. As we talk about the Lightning each year, they don't really start to mesh until, you know, after after Christmas, the first of the year is when they really start to um, screw everything down and, and get ready for the for the end of the season there. So they're in good, good they're in a good place right now. Big game if you can. We play Nashville this weekend, but then we come home against uh, the Boston Bruins, who are probably the best team in the league right now. That's a Monday night game. So if you're able to go out there and um, you know secure some tickets for that game, go out there and share the Cheer the lightning on against the uh, bad boys from Boston, and that one should be a great one. So, guys, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. Great talking with everyone. Looking forward to get more talk about the Bucks next week. I hope everyone has a safe and uh, happy Thanksgiving with their friends and family. If you're traveling, please be safe. You never know about delays, whether it be um, on the roads or at the airports. So, as always, stay vigilant, stay safe. Above all, stay positive. Hope you have a great week, great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium on Power at 90.1.